Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. Point of contention. Uh, what are y'all talking about? Y'all hate. Stop hating. Welcome back to Point of Contention. Five topics, five minutes, five points of contention. Coming up on the show, running from the Bulls, Raptors Rapture, Warriors working the phones, West All Stars, and the Suns have been set free. Today is December 22nd. National Short Person Day. Jay, would you like to give a shout out to a short person? Shout out to Kemba Walker back in the league. Hey man, played pretty well that first game back, or that maybe the third he, game back. He kind of looked like he had a burst. Kind of looked like he had a burst. He was getting yeah. by dudes. The knees yeah. looking okay. The knees looking all right so far. Uh, Marcus, do you have a shout out to a short person? Absolutely, to my to my wife. She's five foot nothing, a <laughs> hundred and nothing. But the biggest figure in my life, yeah, the man. reason I am the man who I am. Shout out my to man my just wife described his wife as Rudy. He just described his wife crazy. I didn't Rudy. know she listened. I don't know why. Five foot nothing, a hundred nothing without a speck of athletic. That's why I can say it. She's not listening. All right, let's get to our two contestants in this corner. The most braggadocious Beantown bench warmer on a college team that went two and 21. He writes Celtics, he reps Kings, and he still believes in Kevin Pitznagel, Luke Herringody, and anybody else who flamed out on their way to the basketball tournament. Ride with him on Peloton at the Kid the God. It's Jay Sacramento. King Jay, what's your favorite holiday tradition? I watch It's a Wonderful Life every Christmas Eve and cry every year, and that's wow. that just does it for me. Wow. Big George Bailey guy. George I've never Bailey been more guy. impressed with you than right now, Jay. Do you do the same, Marcus? George Bailey is the, the humanity worst. in that. Is the worst. Oh, wait, 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 wait. George he Bailey's the worst? Awful. Awful. What, what's wrong about This him? is like people not realizing that Kevin McAllister is a serial killer in Home Alone. Like a future serial killer. There's a darkness in there that I do not like and I do not trust. You're saying Bailey. Kevin McAllister is Dexter? So... So yeah. what did George Bailey do that bothered you so much? What didn't he do? It's his whole personality. Get him out of here. Hack. I mean, I totally disagree. Name one good thing about George Bailey. He saved his brother's life. Oh, 
Bigger he one. saved Gower's life. Gower, Gower would have been in jail. Gower would have been a wreck. We don't he, know what's going to happen after that. He may have put hundreds of thousands of people in danger because he intervened because he thought he knew better. He Get saved him. the entire town from, from Potter, who... Who knows what Potter would have done? Potter would have He's a businessman. just destroyed the entire town. And, and a town that is fledgling as an economy is now continuing to fledge. George Bailey made sure that he made no money so that everyone could buy a house in the his real community Louis situation man he's he's just that he does everything for the wrong reasons and in this corner <laughs> the most versatile media member the bay has ever seen he's written three books with ridiculously long titles you can find in any bookstore anywhere he's the friend from frisco he's the bro from berkeley he puts the sauce in sausalito the media in alameda the ao in vallejo the Petty in Petaluma, but most importantly, he's the OG from Oakland. It's Marcus S. Thompson. Marcus, what is your favorite holiday tradition? Riffing on the holiday tradition. <laughs> wow. <laughs> not a wreath guy, huh? Not a wreath guy. Not a not a full joy guy. Not a fake love guy. Not a oh, humbug man. all year, but I'm going to give you a gift like you matter to me type mm-hmm. guy. Not a... I was thinking about you at the last minute, but I only had ten dollars. Here's a gift guy. Like mm-hmm. I'm against all of that. Wow. All of it. Merry all Christmas, it. everybody. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa from Marcus S. Thompson. Clearly. Yeah, let's 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 rock with if if I didn't see you in July, don't holler at me on Christmas. <laughs> but we're all like working from home now and stuff. What do you mean? You know, not everyone's out and about. I'm just saying, man. You, uh, here's my favorite. I'll give you. I'll give you a better one. Then. Since mm. I don't want to be the, my favorite holiday tradition is covering the NBA on Christmas Day because then I don't have to go to eight houses and act like I want to see people. <laughs> so I right. can just say, hey, I got to work. I got to <laughs> work. Can, we can check that banter box off right my there. Man, I can't Schleck. wait to see Ty Jerome versus John Moran start on Christmas. The clock. I do want some Ty Jerome. <laughs> Schleck, start the clock. Take one. Levine Better than running like I like rump cake. <laughs> Levine running from the Bulls. The Bulls are off to a very disappointing 12 and 18 start this season. They're horrible in the clutch. They're on the outside looking in with the playing tournament in the Eastern Conference as we record this. Our own Darnell Mayberry and Shams Tarania wrote of the growing frustrations of Zach Levine. Quote Multiple league sources and sources close to the organization say Levine and the Bulls are not seeing eye to eye. Over the past few weeks, there's been a palpable feeling across various parts of the franchise of a disconnect over Levine's situation in Chicago. All of this has been happening with Levine in the first year of a five-year, $215 million max deal that was signed in the summer. Marcus, do Zach Levine and the Bulls last through the trade deadline? They do not. <laughs> they absolutely oh. do not. Oh. Golden State absolutely Warriors? Not. Yeah, I don't know. They take in clay. That's a lot of money. <laughs> they like guards who don't play any defense. So. Yeah, I mean, it's a thing, right? <laughs> the Bulls are currently a play-in team at best, and they're fading yeah. fast. Uh, and it's not like he's balling, right? It's not like he's working this out. And the other option is to get rid of somebody else. But – there's just no sense in paying all that money to be a playing team with no prospect for future growth. So I don't know if it actually gets done, but 
it should, right? Like they're over the cap. They they don't have a place to go. This is supposed to be it. And we saw the best of them perhaps last year, the first half of last season. Uh, but if you got issues with DeMar DeRozan and the locker room is not really filling them, like they're going to have to change something. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's just not working in Chicago and the East is too deep to just sit, stand pat. Like before long, they'll be passed by the Orlando magic. Yeah, that's, that's coming. I mean, Jay, it's crazy how bad the bulls are on offense considering their, their team. Oh, why? Why? They have two guys who are bucket getters. They have Vucevic who's empty calories and they have a whole bunch of dudes who aren't very good at basketball. <laughs> they, these problems are, should be expected. They need Lonzo Ball. They need that connector. When Lonzo Ball and Caruso were on the court next to Levine and DeRozan, everything made sense because those two guys fly around. Those two guys can be the defense for you. Those two guys can connect to guys whose primary goal is scoring. And now that they don't have Lonzo, every flaw has been exposed. The craziest stat of this whole season, Zach Levine, like the freakiest of freaks, the bounciest of bouncy guys, has one block this whole season. One. If I played as many minutes as Zach Levine, I would have lucked it to at least one block. And what's crazy is is that block was against DeMar DeRozan. Blocked his own (laughs) team. But but I'm just saying, like, I don't – I don't think anyone should be surprised by this. Without Lonzo, this team just isn't deep enough. There's no identity there. They they don't have the types of players who, like, lift up the guys around them. Um, There are just a lot of flaws on that team. And Levine, I, I don't see him getting traded. He's in the first year of a five-year, $215 million contract. Well, also, he's like, in Bradley Beal territory. He's also like his knee is bad. Like he's not bouncy this year. He's not athletic this year. Like his like his knee is not fully healed, it doesn't seem like. And he's just – that quickness is gone. And so, one, the contract makes it tough. Two, he's really good, but is he good enough to want the next four years of that deal? And then three, like is he going to be the athlete that got him that deal? I don't know. He's had a couple of like big knee injuries. Yeah, but he's twenty seven though. I think that's a that's his his salvation, right? Is that he's still considered young? You know, yeah. he's still entering the prime of his career. We've seen him just as soon as last year be, you know, good. Like he looked like yeah. a, a player who can get you some buckets. Yeah, uh, I think it's a, he's good enough to convince a team to do it. That salary is crazy, but I just feel like we're headed there anyway. Like we're we're almost to a point where thirty seven is going to be the new twenty two, right? Like the salaries yeah. are just they're they're not going down. So he's going to be at forty eight million and at thirty one and twenty six twenty seven, well, and it won't be a bargain. But there will be a lot of dudes with that number at that point. I think. They might go down after this lockout because I don't think I don't we think we can't do a smooth. lockout. Don't. I don't think don't we have a choice, man. Look don't at the money that that's about to come in. You're selling teams for four billion dollars, and then talking about we don't have money for players. This is that's tough. It's trending it's that way, right? Like, yeah. I mean, they didn't extend tough. that deadline of the opt out because things are going well. You know, so what, February, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, like yeah, if you're I about mean, to hammer out a deal, you're like, oh, we need another week. They're like two months. We need two months here. 
That's it's not, holiday season. That's not a good no, sign. Nothing gets done during holiday season. You need you need a little grace so why period. Why ever book it in the first place during holiday season? That's a good point. That's a good point. All right, take two. Rapture the Raptors. Oh my beloved Toronto Raptors. They're struggling this season. They're losers of six straight. Three and twelve on the road. They've struggled shooting the basketball. They're twenty eighth overall in three point percentage. They can't make shots. So what should the Raptors do? Our own Eric Kareen writes about what would constitute blowing it up. Quote, trading Fred Van Vliet, a first-time All-Star last year, who is shooting poorly this season and will likely hit free agency at age 29 in the summer, not blowing it up. Trading OG Ananobi, a tremendous defensive player with a solid utility as a tertiary scorer to add some draft picks and or increase depth, not blowing it up. Trading Siakam, a two-time All-NBA player who is playing some of his best basketball ever, Yep, that qualifies without him. The premise of the Raptors evaporates. So, Jay, you are now Masai Ujiri. You're running the Raptors. What do you do? I think I trade guys, but he's in a really tough spot because they have a number of guys I would want around long term, but who just aren't good enough together to get it done and this mix like it just offensively just does not work they are i think 15th in offensive rating it's only because their transition is so good in the half court they're 29th they have their top nine guys in in minutes played not a single one of them is shooting 35 percent from behind the arc that's almost impossible like, how do you not have right. one guy shooting 35%? And Pascal Siakam is 34.9, so he's very close. But, like, it just doesn't work on offense. And, like, I would want a lot of these guys around. If you can get, like, a premier wing scorer around these guys, like Siakam, Scotty Barnes, Van Vliet, OG Ananobi, they're all good players. Um and that's why it's it's going to be really tough to like calculate for Masai Ujiri whether it's blow it up or look to surround those guys with pieces that fit better and see what they can be when they actually have a competent offense. Marcus, what would you do if you're the Raptors? You got to I mean, there's no what's the point of loading up on the position if you're not going to cash in anything, right? I mean, how many how many Six seven to six nine wings do they have, and how many? But that, do they that's need? what they that's, think is that's the they build, think man. everyone should be six eight to six nine. Yeah, yeah they, they don't want to cash in those chips. They at, just at some point, yeah, but it's not working. Some <laughs> like, point you need people who can who can play basketball and put the ball yeah, in the bucket. Like, at some point, yeah, I mean, I understand it. Like, but the, the thing is, that's what's so valuable. Right, that's what's valuable. Now everybody wants that. You can get more for them than you get on the court with them. So why not cash in at least one of those chips? You don't need Stockham and OG Ananobi and Scotty Barnes. Like Scotty Barnes is that dude, right? Mm-hmm. He gave you the luxury. He's, he's kind of had a tough season. Yeah, yeah. I agree he's that dude, but like. Here's all we need to know about the Raptors, right? They're one of the Warriors three road wins <laughs> and Seth Curry was not playing like they literally lost come on man don't do that to the I'm just saying look I really just happened. look I know I'm in the bag for the Raptors here and so I'm trying to be as unbiased about this as possible but um they're shooting on open and wide open threes this year they're shooting 33 percent 
I just don't believe they're that bad of a shooting team. Like Gary Trent Jr., Fred VanVleet, Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi. I don't believe they're this bad of a shooting team. I think those shots start falling. I mean, Jade, to your point, they're good in transition. They don't turn the ball over. They get to the free throw line. They are great at offensive rebounding. They force turnovers like they, crazy. Yeah, they just yeah. don't make jumpers right now. And I think eventually those jumpers are going to fall. I might be wrong, but like I just I look at it as this is a tough stretch because even but, for the season, they've lost six in a row. They're four games under five hundred as of this recording, and they still have a, still have a positive net rating on the season. Like this is yeah, a good team. They're due for some. Like some progression yeah. to the mean, yeah. Uh, but that said, some of it is just like you can't just put a ton of dudes out there who can't shoot because it makes everything – part of the reason Scotty Barnes is having a tough year, there's no space. Yeah, Th- that's space a dude who's huge. Fucked. It's like they literally – there's nobody who can shoot on this team. And yeah. yes, Van Vliet will probably shoot a higher percentage. Gary Trent will probably shoot a higher percentage. But like – Pascal Siakam's biggest flaw, maybe his only real flaw, is like he's just not a knockdown shooter, and yeah. they don't have anyone around him that is a knockdown shooter right now, at least because Van Vliet has been better in the past. Um, I just don't think the mix is right. I do think like they're better than they perform. To have a positive net rating and be thirteen and eighteen yeah. is just bizarre. Like that's but- that's just weird. It's bad luck. Well, but we know the issue is bad enough because they're they're playing like uh, Malachi Flynn and Fred Van Whoa, Vliet together. What we're not gonna do is throw a San Diego State Aztec no, legend good, under the bus. No, no, he's good, but they have to sacrifice it. He's six foot one, whatever, I'll, right? Well, that, him might and be, Fred that, Van might be, together? that might be generous. Six one, know, right? six one, him might and be Fred generous. Van Vliet together. They have to do that because they got to get some shooting on the floor. Uh, like, so they almost have to go against their own plan of yeah. everybody in six nine. They got Fred Van Vliet and then the six one guy just because you got to get some kind of space. I, like, I think it's clear it's, what Marcus is saying. Get Fred Van Vliet out of there. Turn it over to Malachi Flynn, San Diego State legend. Hey, guys. Hey, hey, he's good. The baseball season may be over on the field. Oh, but that hot stove is fired up. Be sure. Check out all the latest rumblings and grumblings on the Athletic Baseball Show. You don't want to wait just for Marcus Thompson to be on the radio to talk about it. You want this podcast, which features... Some of the best writers and thinkers in the game, Ken Rosenthal, Jason Stark, Doug Glanville, Eno Saris, Keith Law, Andy McCullough, Tim McMaster, among so many others. It's right here on the Athletic Podcast Network, back after this. And we're back. Take three. Warriors working the phones. Oh, my goodness, the Golden State Warriors. Going to be without Steph Curry for the foreseeable future, and it's not pretty. They lost 132 to 94 against the Red Hot Knicks on Tuesday night, which was a bad one. It's clear this squad will not be able to get it done without Steph. Warriors have lost six of the last eight. Three of those eight games were without Steph Curry. Our own John Hollinger had this to say about the Warriors' predicament. Quote, suddenly they're the ones who should be burning up the phones. Even as most potential trade partners drag their feet, the Warriors should be pushing to get something done long before the deadline. So, Marcus, we ask you, should the Warriors be in panic mode? Should they be looking to trade their young bridge pieces for win-now players? Yeah. I mean, I wrote this a while ago. That two-timeline thing, is it's done. It's tricky. And not because these players aren't good, right, or don't have the potential. They could be good. Like, Kaminga shows flashes. Even Wiseman shows flashes. I still think Moses Moody is a good player. That's not the issue. The issue is 
These dudes were supposed to replace Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Jeremiah Green. They were supposed to be stars of the future. Yeah. It was supposed to be a baton handoff so they could not – Joe Lake of Sneakers, I don't want to be the Lakers. I don't want to – like everybody losing now. I've been out of the playoffs yeah. for seven years, right? They were supposed to carry this team when Steph Curry was done. That is clearly not happening with these guys. Not anytime soon, right? Like that, it's just not happening. So, why why stick to it? Pick a couple, make them rotation players, and go f- and use the others to go find you. Some- go get you mm-hmm. somebody. Like to me, that 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 only makes sense. You owe Steph Curry that. Like this dude is thirty five, about to be thirty five, and you literally, not only can you not win without him. You can't stay in the game without it. When he's mm-hmm. off the court, they're the it's worst team. It's, like it's crazy. Yeah, like it's you owe massive. Steph Curry to go get somebody. Not because they're not. I'm not saying Jay. I'm not saying they're not talented players. I'm not saying they won't ever be nothing. But their whole purpose. They got five first round draft picks. The whole point was when Steph Curry's gone, we got we can't leave the cupboard bare. Right. If Steph Curry walks out this joker, that cupboard is bare as hell, and it, it might as well just go get somebody well, now. Well, let's do the tough thing, Jay. It's easy to be like, oh yeah, I package Moody and Wiseman and see what you get. Let's throw. Should they throw in Kuminga? Should Kuminga be the guy that they're dangling out there to go get somebody? Uh, he's the only guy they have who has any value at all. Let's yeah. be honest here. They waited too long to pull the trigger on a trade for their young guys because Wiseman. You can't even hoodwink a team into thinking James Wiseman is good. They've sent him to the G League. They yeah, they plummet every time he's on the court. They. Like it is very clear he's man, just he has above. some good G League numbers, man. Are you not looking at the stats, man? He's putting Everybody has good G League hey, numbers. Man, Luca Garza <laughs> is a problem in the G League, man. Yeah. He doesn't compare to Luca Luca. The real Luca. Hold on. Wait, wait a second. He does not have good numbers in the G League. Like eighteen and ten. Should be dominating. Yeah. Eighteen and ten. Eighteen and ten is, is good. Eighteen and ten is 50. like two and one in the league. Wilt. You could spend eighteen and ten. You could spend That's eighteen. That's like 10. Not, even, not even a single assist. Half an assist a game. But they waited too long. Kaminga's the only one who has real value right now, and. And that's just all there is to it. Like, who who could they realistically get? If even if they package all those dudes together, right, well, hold on. Talk, we just talked about it was Pascal Siakam a guy they should go get if he's gettable. Like, if what I don't what think he's saying is like, if, I don't if, if you if you can get him, you go you go get him. Yeah, yeah. If you can go get Siakam, go go ahead and get him. But their the play of the young guys, it should be abundantly clear to Golden State now, if it wasn't before, and clearly it wasn't before, those guys are, are not good enough for right now. Yeah. They're not good enough to help this team win, and they're not promising enough to risk whatever's left of this core to keep those guys around and, and build around the, the future guys. Like You can't build toward a future – that's bleak. Like you can't just turn yourself over to these guys who might not be able to play. Except for I, I do think Kaminga is going to be really good. Yeah, I think, exactly. think Kaminga can it's play. Not, it's not like they're young and it's like yeah, you got to like there are second year players in this league who are very clearly like those dudes. Yes. Like it's not like oh they're just under like no nah, like you can see when a guy is that dude you can see it. And, you know, you could see a little bit of it in Kaminga. It's going to take a while. But if it's Evan Mobley on this team, it's a whole different conversation. Exactly, yeah. Like, you know, so it's not like 
it's not like there's just like, ah, oh, you got to wait for it. You can already know right now, this early, if these dudes are those dudes. Yeah. And they just, they're not the dudes like that it. are going to, they're not the dudes that are going to replace Steph Curry. That's, that's And you crazy. also know, you also know that this core just won a championship. Steph is still, when he's healthy, at as high a level as any player in the league. So if you continue to put these eggs in the future basket, you are ruining a core that still has championship potential. And mm-hmm. that, to me, is just bad business. Also, I just don't believe in the whole, like, oh, the cupboard's going to be bare. Like, the cupboard was bare for the Nets, and they had, like, two really bad years, and then they were fine. Like, you can build an organization with some kind. Like, the Lakers haven't had stability and intelligence as as this building you know, as this consistent building force in the organization that's why it was so bad for them that's why well, it was it because there weren't players out there right right yeah. exactly like it, it's that they had they had no plan like i think as long as bob myers is there and that front office is there you can trust that yes even if they end up with a bare cupboard when all this is said and done you can go fill that cupboard up pretty not easily but like you know pretty decently and it's worth ending up with a bare cupboard. Yes, these guys more, just won a championship. They just won a championship. Even if you get only one more championship out of it, that that is always worth it. Always go for the no championship. Question. Yeah, no question. All right, coming up after the break, Western Conference All Stars. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training, just in time for summer and warmer days. I know I'm looking outside right now. Sun's out. Birds are chirping. It's time to start getting outside. Uh, I know that I like to get outside and play basketball with my kids. And honestly, I need to get into a fitness routine in order to keep up with these guys. And Peloton is there for me. Peloton's varying class links were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout, whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class, or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance. Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. Peloton's classes were made to challenge you. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you're already excelling in. Peloton's program and instruction push you to be your best. Their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run indoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Take four. All-star voting. Hashtag NBA ballot, or I don't know what the hell it's going to be. Whatever the ballot the hashtag is, you can, you can tweet it. You can vote. And do they count them? I don't know. It doesn't seem like they do to me. I kind of think some of these numbers are made up. But that's a conversation for a different day. All-Star voting is here. There's some interesting choices for the fans to make, particularly for starting guard spots in the West. Luka Doncic, Ja Morant, Devin Booker, Damian Lillard, Steph Curry, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Jay King, dare I even say, De'Aaron Fox. All playing Ooh. at potential all-star levels. Schleck put that in there, not me. For them. I'm glad you had to put Fox in there. After that, we're going to get four more guards at most added to the Western Conference all-star player pool. 
by the coaches or their assistant coaches, depending on how little they care about the voting process for this honor. That means at least one of those guys is getting left off the all-star squad, if not more. So, Jay, who would you have starting at the guard positions in the Western Conference? So I'm throwing Luka into the front court just because there's too many guards. Nope. And nope. Luka's – Jay, yes, no you, you loopholes. Can put him no loopholes. You can put him in the front court. Quit being yeah. a coward. That's Quit not a coward. A That's just an intelligent ca- move. Hey, man, he's, just I think he's a guard move. on the ballot. I don't know what to tell you. No, I think you can vote him for both. Then the NBA, throw in, the NBA is cowardly. Throw him in the front court, and then Devin Booker needs to be Book's on. Book's got to be there, yeah, man. He's Devin he's Booker has had such a great year for a team that really has been missing pieces this year. Like Chris Paul was out for a lot, a lot of the time. Jay Crowder hasn't played at all. Cam Johnson has been injured. Chris Paul, even when he's healthy or on the court, hasn't been his normal self. And Devin Booker just has them still right in the thick of, you know, in the running for top seed in the West. So, to me, Booker has played the most impactful basketball of of anybody on that list, not named Stephen Curry. And I'm not going to put Curry in that starting spot just because he's going to miss Why? so he's going to miss so much of. The season before the All-Star weeks. What are you talking about? He's he's clear. He's clearly, clearly, if he played enough time, the starter. He's played enough time. Then, then we'll put him in there. But, but if it's if it's not him, he's gonna he's gonna miss a month. It's ten games. He's gonna miss ten games. It's gonna be ten games. That's not that yeah, bad, man. You're right. No, you're right. You guys talked me into it. Stephen Curry and Wait, Devin Booker. But who are you in the backcourt instead of Steph? Who are you gonna put in? I was going to put in Ja. Okay, yeah. Ja was going to be my pick there uh, because he's another guy. Like that team has been – Jaron Jackson missed a while. Desmond Bain has has missed a while. Dylan Brooks has played a lot. Ja (laughs) – you got to give Dylan Brooks his credit, man. That dude has heart. That dude dude is bold. (laughs) That dude is as bold as they come. Jay's uh, two favorite players are Mo Wagner and Dylan Brooks. No, see, you guys think Dylan Brooks is my favorite player just because I'll back him in the group chat. because you won't shut up about him. You you guys are way too, way too down on Dylan Brooks. The dude is an absolute maniacal competitor. We're talking all-stars. We're clearly not talking Dylan Brooks. Uh, Marcus, who are the two guards you'd vote in to the Western Conference starting spots? Yeah, I'd be – I'm like incredibly tempted to throw – Shay in there, but I agree. It's 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 uh Steph and and uh, uh Booker just because. So you're uh, gonna what, be a coward too and put Luca as a front court. Yeah, you know I, I just looked through the votes. I don't think you can vote for a front. I don't think you can vote for a front court. Oh, oh you can't. wow! I'm trying to find them. I'll try to. So I, I, I think our headline select is Jay King passes on Luka Doncic as starting Western Conference All Star guard. So, do you do you pick Booker or Doncic? I'm thinking Booker or Steph. Like that. That's an insane conversation. Just throw Luca in the front court. Let's just why do, are we? Why are we still do doing best, this? Why are we just doing best? Yeah. 12? Why are we still doing best this? five? Yeah, best yeah, twelve. Like, it's so dumb, this is how man. this is how you end up with Andrew Wiggins as a 
All-Star game starter. Whoa, whoa, that's NBA champion Andrew Wiggins. That's MVP, finals MVP runner-up Andrew Wiggins. What are you talking about? why are they hating on the international vote, by the way? What's with this? You got to do it on the, you know, so what? Wiggins got K-pop votes. Well, Marcus, we do have a bit of a history of some international influences in voting processes yeah. in this country. Zaza so maybe, almost made it, man. It's a global game, baby. It's a, it's a global which, game. which game are we talking about? <laughs> I'm just saying, if BTS want to put a dude in an All Star game, yeah, man, do. yeah. <laughs> You gotta, the, you gotta, you gotta suck up to BTS. You wanna? I mean, it's part of the game. Oh, you, you, know? you, you, you cannot can. vote Luca in the front court. Good. Oh, he's man. not a front court not player. That. He's a guard. That, then I'm going. Now, will I use that loophole when it's presented as All NBA option? Of course I will. I'm going with Luca and Devin Booker. Then gotta be Luca, Devin Booker, and Steph comes off the bench. I think that's fair because of Steph missing games. Now, now Steph missing games, I think factors in where Luca and, and Book are are deserving of that honor. Why yeah, can't we just I'm, put I'm Luka in the front I'm court? stepping in as Adam Silver, and there's no bigger draw in this league than Steph Curry, yeah. and he will be starting the all. He will be starting that's, the All Star game. That's an excellent point as well. Sorry, Pookie, I don't TNT think you're getting is, this one. TNT has jumped in and said, "Hey, hold on. Hey, hold on a second. Hold on. You wanted us to move to Tuesday Luka, nights, and we yeah. said nothing. Now you're not going to let Steph start this All Star game. You better get Steph that. Play. Luka we're not. No. We're not here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. Six minutes into this game. I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> Anthony Davis is going to get voted a front court starter, but is not going to be able to play in the game. They're oh. going to have to name a replacement. They're going to have all three as a starter. I can oh. see it clearly. I can see that. I can see it clearly. So Booker um, gets that that injury replacement, the coveted injury replacement. Like he'll be spot. he'll already, he'll be voted in by the coaches, but then he gets to go into the starters because and then he gets to go to starter. Right? Where's the All Star game? Utah, right? SLC, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I feel like I mean Steph and Luca is who everybody wants to see. As as great as Devin Booker's been, like, yeah. and and they've been exceptional too. It's not like it's like honorary. Yeah. So, uh, they definitely don't have the supporting cast. <laughs> you know, they're both playing teams at this point. Yeah, but, that's tough. yeah, but but they've been exceptional, and they're they're just both incredibly fun to watch. And, and I think that does matter in All Star, even though Booker is deserving to start. Hey, speak. I just gotta say, I just gotta say that was extremely rude the way you cut me off on my Dylan Brooks tangent, but it was absolutely the right call. We had to stop that before I got I, off. I don't care if it wasn't control. the right call. I, it was the right call. <laughs> I'm on board. I'm, I back myself on that, no matter what. All right. Hey, speaking of Devin Booker, <laughs> take five. The Suns are set free. Oh my goodness! On Tuesday, it was reported that billionaire mortgage lender Matt Ishbia. And his brother, Justin, wow, how'd they get their money? Have agreed to purchase a majority stake in the NBA's Phoenix Suns and WNBA's Phoenix Mercury. The team announced Tuesday the agreement The agreement values the Suns and Mercury at a estimated $4 billion. That's a million with a B. Here's what you need to know. The deal involves the sale of more than 50% ownership of the teams, including all the majority owner Robert Sarver's interest and a portion of the minority partner's interest. Sarver initiated the sale process for the teams in late September. And of course, the second you Google Ishbia's company, you find out there you know, maybe some toxic workplace allegations in there. But hey, I'm sure the NBA has Google. I'm sure they already knew this stuff. I'm sure they've vetted it really well. So Marcus, what does this change for the Suns in the short term and the long term? Uh, it... it- 
in the short term gets the uh Sarver topic off the <laughs> off the off the front page, right? Or out of their you know sphere of, uh, of ra- their realm. Like they could just say, "Hey, he's not he's not our thing anymore." And I don't know how much of a weight it was hanging over them, but you know, he was still there and as long as he's there, there's potential for him to do something else yeah. or another one. Baxter Holmes is going to find something else, right? Like <laughs> as long as he was there. So I, I think that that does a thing. I, I know there's a sentiment that, you know, people will now start signing with them. They'll have the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think in a bigger sense, it puts them in play to be able to spin. Uh, I just don't know how many people are going to choose that, right? They're going to say, right. this is my premier, like, this is where I want to go. Uh, so I don't know how much that changes that, but the money will be there. I think the bigger thing this does is for the league. Like we talked about a little bit before, like, this is a thing, man. Like, I'm starting to think maybe it's time to lift the luxury tax because if you don't want to pay it, I mean, this thing is designed to to keep the the big spenders from dominating the market. But if you're a small spender, maybe you should just sell the team to a billionaire. And yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the league now, right? Like, there's no more crying poor mouth when you can right. just go get billions, right? So it, it definitely brings up some of those issues that, like like you pointed out, Zach might have some impact on this CBA coming up. Yeah, um, interesting. The, the guy that covers the Warriors wants the luxury tax lifted. Uh, Jay, what do you think this does for the Suns? <laughs> that ain't my money. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I just hey, I, I just I'm gonna pop all against that. Oh, we ain't got no money. Like you, hold on, you, <laughs> Jay. That dude, so that dude bought the team for four hundred million. And sold it for four billion yeah. in less than twenty years. You know what's crazy? crazy. It's crazy is that the like you think about the Kings being sold in twenty thirteen for what was it like five thirty something, right? And now I mean it's already four times the value. And I bet if you sold the, I bet if Vivek sold the Kings, he gets more than two billion for it. Like they it should be it, worth ten. All right, Jay. What's uh, what's another take you have on this situation? <laughs> <laughs> I mean the beam. Yeah. Has the beam five you know what? The beam's got to be five billion. The beam I'm with has you. Five billion yeah. itself. Baby. Yeah. The the beam is worth the, a lot. The beam has. It's so crazy. Much value. I do love. I do like. I don't. Uh, despite what people in Sacramento think, I don't give a shit about the Kings one way or another, bad or good. I do like this beam though. I like the chain. I think is corny as hell, but the beam is cool. I like the beam. And it was such a risk because if they were bad, it was going to be an absolute it was mockery. An absolute risk. It was a bet that the Kings were going to be at least good for the first time ever. Or at least and, the first half. And they've won the bet so far. Yeah. The victory beam is awesome. Uh, this is huge for the Suns, though. Like, they have won in spite of Sarver. They they yeah. have succeeded in spite of him. Um, he has held them back for years and years and years. Steve Nash years. Things would have been different. Like, this this is just enormous for the franchise. I have no idea what the new owner will be like, but considering the money that he put up to to purchase them, it seems like he's going to mean business, and it just frees them to possibilities that wouldn't have existed with Sarver. So yeah, I think, um, and that's on top of getting rid of the workplace, some of the workplace environment issues, at least. I mean, James Jones and his staff in the front office have to be loving this, right? No more penny pinching, like no more any of that stuff. Like, or I would assume. I guess I'm I'm assuming there's be a salute to James Jones. By the way, yeah. Could anyone have dealt with and Monty? 
the players like could yeah. anyone have dealt with that as well as they did throughout the whole situation like, I think look I, I'm I, just Chris really Paul impressed. gets a lot of shit but I do think Chris Paul's a huge influence on in that right like he makes it like he's just he's good at He's got Dude, history he of handling stuff this stuff. Well, yeah. Man. yeah, he handles he, he like he he complains on the court. And he flops. like get all that, but he handles that stuff really well. He's not going to allow you to be focused on anything except basketball. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and or also I have a theory. De- DeAndre Ayton and uh, Bridges. That was a quite a spat the other day. That well, but that's fine, man. I don't I don't think that's a big deal. That I enjoyed it. It just happens. It, it, just, it, it when, always seems to be DeAndre Ayton in the middle of it, though, which is concerning. Yeah, that is. I didn't like that that's much. just a pattern just, with the yeah, I like I like because I didn't know he cared that much. By the way, I'll, I'll leave you, know, you guys you, with this. Wait, wait, you know who I'm hoping this is big for actually? Who? Skylar Diggins Smith. Oh, Tarasi. yeah. Let, I hope this ends up being big for my Phoenix Mercury in uh, the pursuit of a championship. Oh, come on, man. I've been a I've been riding with Diana Taurasi uh, for years. This is the years. first I've heard of this. I've been that's, riding with Taurasi that's for you years. Like this that's because is... you don't pay attention. No, I'm no, talking no, back. No, 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 I'm talking no, no, back no. when her ex-wife was her teammate, Penny no, Taylor, man, you don't and Bridget know. Pettis was you don't running point. No, man. Yeah, come on, baby. She don't, built don't that UConn program. She built it, not Gino. I, <laughs> I kind of agree with that. Yeah, she built that shit. Not. I mean, Sue Bird. Sue Bird might have a say. Sue Bird built that shit. Not. Rebecca Lobo might have a say. Rebecca Lobo, WNBA legend, built that. Not. Nah, I'll leave yeah, you with this. I hope, uh, I hope this is big news for the Mercury and 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 uh, Brittany Griner too, right? Uh, yeah. Hopefully, this is big news for her, right? She she needs. She could use uh, a Some team positivity. that's behind her. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No question. Um, my theory on Chris Paul's poor play. It's intentional, and he's trying to get Devin Booker the MVP award. <laughs> He's he's being terrible, and it's like, look what this kid can do. Look what this guy's carrying us to do as I shoot 38% from the field. Prove me wrong. But we don't have time for that. That's going to do it for this week's Point of Contention. Thank you for listening. Make sure you check out all the podcasts on the Athletic Podcast Network. You're subscribed. You're rating. You're reviewing. All that stuff. Warriors plus minus. Anything is potable. Down to dunk. No dunks. Blue guys. Sixers beat. And the Bun and Cardigan Show, which, of course, has our friend James Edwards the third. For Jay King, for Marcus Thompson, for Andrew Schleck, I'm Zach Harper. See you next time, and happy holidays from the folks at Point of Contention.